Poker, All the Games, is a podcast that introduces listeners to more than 20 variations of poker. Each episode will highlight one game, as well as dive into any controversial news in the poker world. We know why you're here. Because you love poker as much as we do. Now introducing your host, Sean Griegas. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Poker All the Games. This is episode 23 of Poker All the Games. And I'm your host, Sean, with our first episode of 2023. Happy belated new year. I have a couple of big announcements for the podcast for 2023. While the general format will remain the same with a brief beer review, followed by rules and play of a new game in each episode and basic strategy related to that game, we'll be focusing more on mixed games by then listing any upcoming mixed game events within the United States and outside, mainly in Europe. If there happens to be any mixed game news in the world, We'll discuss that as well. So basically, the podcast will become more focused on mixed games moving forward. Now, if you thought that the games in 2022 were out of the ordinary, then you'll find 2023 even more interesting with games that are generally found only in mixed game events that contain contain dealer's choice cash or tournaments. One such place to find these mixed games is at Robbie Straczynski's Mixed Games Festivals that are held in different venues, including locations such as Las Vegas and Malta. And, well, speaking of Malta, that leads to my next big announcement. Since I'm not an expert on the games that we'll be discussing in 2023, I have a co-host who has a lot of experience playing Dealer's Choice games and who happens to be joining us from Malta, Martin Smith. Welcome, Martin. Thank you, Sean. Well, most of the listeners are familiar with me, Martin. Uh, since this is your first episode, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Yes, of course. I'm a very enthusiastic mixed games player. I'm passionate about spreading the word to get more people into what I see as the most enjoyable side of poker. I'm originally from England and played my first dealer's choice mixed games over there more than 20 years ago. But now I live in Malta and this is my 10th year in Malta. We have a great mixed games community here with plenty of home games as well as regular casino games, cash games and tournaments. So I really enjoy my poker time in Malta. Excellent. Thanks. Well, welcome. And myself and all the listeners will be uh, excited to have you here, Martin, to, uh, to go over some of these Dealer's Choice games in 2023. So not only do Martin and I share a fondness for mixed poker games, but we also enjoy beers. So I'll be reviewing a beer from the U.S., and Martin will then briefly describe one from Europe. And over the course of 2023, I'm hoping to learn about some beers that I've never tried. I'm pouring a beer from Trogues Brewing in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. This beer arrives only once a year from January to March and so becomes much sought after in that time period. This is Nugget Nectar, an imperial amber ale coming in at 7.4% ABV. Let's have a smell. Uh, Amazing hop aroma, lots of citrus, uh, and getting earthy smells as well. Let's have a look. 
This beer pours a straw orange color with a nice thick head of foam and is beautiful clarity. You can see right through this beer despite the, uh, the orangish amber color. Now for the best part, let's have a taste. Taste, wow, the taste follows the nose with a burst of mango, pine, and resin with a sharp bitterness followed by a nice malt backbone to support and balance the hops. I would actually categorize this more as an amber IPA rather than an amber ale um, with all that wonderful hop aroma and flavor present, but either way, yum. This is a wonderful beer from Trogues Brewing, and if you have a chance, pick some up before it's gone. Martin, which beer are you bringing us from Europe today? I'm drinking a Belgian beer called Lefite Blonde. It's an authentic blonde Abbey beer with a slight hint of bitterness to it. Its aroma is floral and spicy with notes of nerve and cloves. Alcohol content is 6.6% and the taste is amazing. Cheers, Sean. Salute, Martin. Thanks, <laughs> Martin. Uh, I, I've had some some Lefe beers myself, um, the, the, the blonde specifically, and I, actually the brown was the first one I ever had. And the first time I ever had that was in Israel when I uh, when I was there. And then I, yeah. I saw the Lefe, the Lefe brown there. The brown's a good one. I think um, particularly the Lefe, the, the blonde that I'm drinking is probably better for warmer weather. And in January, probably the brown, the brown goes down better, I think, in a colder Colder, colder time of year. Yeah, I guess that's debatable. Um, I, I like drinking. There was some one summer years ago where I just wanted to drink stouts all summer. It was just, I don't <sighs> know what my taste buds wanted. And uh, so I don't necessarily give any focus on time of year. But most people um, who drink do associate winter, uh, cold winter months with with darker, um, heavier beers for sure. Okay. But, well, yeah, thanks for bringing the Lefe uh, to us today, Martin. Remember that our focus here is non-hold'em poker, specifically for anyone interested in trying their hands at mixed games and or those looking to branch into other variations of poker. Whether you're a dealer, player, or card room manager, our goal is to define the rules, the deal, and easy-to-remember basic strategy tips to get you started in the mixed poker game arena. Today's episode will be covering Archie. Martin, why don't you walk us through the game of Archie? Sure. Now, apparently the game of Archie was named after the biggest loser in the game when it was invented. And I played Archie for the first time in Las Vegas in June 2022, where I met you, Sean. And I brought it back to me, back to Malta with me, where it's proving pretty popular. Archie is a triple draw, high-low split pot game. The pot is split between the best high hand and the best ace to five low. However, in order to take any part of the pot, a hand must first qualify. The majority of the time, the rules specify that a qualifying hand on the high side is a pair of nines or better, but in some rooms, a pair of sixes is the qualifier. On the low side, an eight low has always been the requirement. The game tends to be played fixed limit, but there is no reason not to play pot limit or even no limit, other than, I guess, it could be a real bankroll buster, as the VPIPs... That's the number of players that voluntarily enter the pot tend to be pretty high in this game. I will proceed here with my description of the game under the assumption we are playing fixed limit betting. It's probably best to have a maximum of six players dealt in the hand, but it is quite common for seven players to be allowed. 
This just means that it's often a reshuffle during the later drawing rounds. Now, play starts with the two players to the left of the dealer button, posting a small blind and a big blind. Then the dealer pitches five cards in turn to each player, starting to the left of the dealer button. After a round of betting, players have an opportunity to change cards. The dealers will burn the top card from the deck, and then starting to the left of the dealer button, players will remove their discards from their hands for the dealer to go into the mock and replace with fresh cards from the top of the deck. When that process is over, there is a second round of betting using the same small bet size as the first round of betting. Following that, there's a second drawing round. Next, there's a third round of betting with the bets in this round being double the amount they were in the first two rounds. This is followed by a third and final opportunity to change cards. And the last round of betting of that same bigger bet size then takes place. Finally, we get to showdown. The best eight to five low with an eight or better qualifier will take the low half of the pot. The best high hand with the qualifier that it must be at least a pair of nines or sixes, as defined by the rules in the room in which the game is being played, will win the high half of the pot. If there is no qualifying hand for one side of the pot, the best hand of the other type will scoop. For example, if no one makes a qualifying high hand, then the best low hand will scoop, and vice versa. Occasionally, there is no qualifying hand at all. In this case, the pot is split between the players who made it to showdown. Any questions on the rules of the game before I give you a couple of strategy tips, Sean? Uh, no, I do. Not necessarily on the rules, I don't believe, but I do have a question. You mentioned um, there are a couple of different qualifiers and that you you know, you know uh, played this first when you met me in Las Vegas last year and that you brought it back home to play. What, what, what qualifier do you use um, at home there? We use nines or better. That was the... Qualifier. You're talking about the high hand qualifier, aren't you? Yes, correct. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Low, low hands always like low or better. Yeah. But we used nines or better. That was the game I played in Vegas. Um, the people that ran the game over there that introduced the game to me uh, said that they prefer nines because if you go with sixes, then someone just going for a low can back into a high hand accidentally, like by just. Okay. Heading a six or seven on the river, for example. Um, and that's not how they feel the game should be played. So, I mean, I'm good with that. I mean, if you're going for an eight low, you're never going to make a pair of nines. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if, if, you, if you're going to um, make a high hand as well as a low hand, it's going to be at least a straight. Okay. And you found that works well then uh, using those qualifiers. I think so. Uh, to be honest, I haven't played with the other qualifiers, so I don't have any comparison to make. But I do like the game as it's been shown to me, so I don't feel like I need to experiment with the other one. Although, actually, knowing our group, we might do at some point. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, uh, you know, don't mess with a good thing, right? <laughs> well, we, we we do. <laughs> we do, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except in Martin's home game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll add a, add a different, um, different slant to any game. An extra card, a, a wild card, whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how you, I mean, you never know if you're going to find something better, though, that there's that piece side of it, too. Right. Um, if you that's don't true. try other variations, you might not. You might find stumble upon something even better. So. All right. Thanks for the, uh, the the details of the rules. How about some uh, beginners tips for Archie to get us started, Martin? Yeah, I think I'll talk about starting hands only. I won't go into details of later in the hand because it can get more complex. But 
uh, and then take a much longer length of time for, than, than we can give, I suppose. But as as far as I'm concerned, it's a split pot game, and we need to try to build a hand that can scoop, go both ways. So as I touched on, if you're going low, you can also try to draw to a straight or a flush. But that's quite difficult. But that is something that you need to try and bear in mind. That said, high hands shouldn't just be thrown away. Good starting hands should be kept. And I don't have a lot of experience in the game, but I think if you at least at least look for aces up or better to be at least drawing to, you you, you, you probably can uh, not go too far wrong with that, especially if you're in position. Now, when there's a lot of action and pots go multi-way, your hand ranges should be considerably tightened. For example, if your head's up, you might want to keep a seven as part of a low draw, but multi-way, you're going to have to show down a more nutted hand to beat all your opponents pretty often. And you also should recognise early on whether your hand is potentially strong enough to be able to scoop against a lot of players, whether it needs the field thinning out. For example, if you're a dealt the two, three, four, five to draw one card. Your potential wheel or six high straight doesn't mind going into a crowded pot, but other hands might prefer to get heads up. So you might try to take a line that engineers a three bet, making the players behind you call three bets to continue so that you can try to thin the field that way. But it's tricky. It's a really tricky game uh, and a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. There's there's quite a bit to it. So, like like I said in the beginning of this podcast, we're gonna we're gonna make it more interesting this year uh, with some different games. So, so sounds great. I, I have a feeling though. I, I don't know. I, I feel like Martin's holding back. Just kind of a side note for listeners. You know, Martin's probably not going to give up all his tips on this podcast. I think he might be concerned he'll lose his home game edge um, when his when his fellow players uh, listen into our podcast. So so he might hold hold back on us. But uh, we'll give you. Uh, places at the end of this uh, podcast today where you can uh, reach out to myself or Martin um, for, for any additional uh, tips or questions or information that you might have. Let's move on to some uh, mixed games news. So I don't have any specific mixed game news stateside, but I do want to mention that PokerStars Michigan and New Jersey merged player pools as of January 1st, 2023. So hopefully the online mixed games have become busier on those sites. Um, and I I did actually happen to log into uh, the New Jersey side of PokerStars on January 1st, New Year's Day. Um, but I was I actually wasn't looking too closely at the mixed games, unfortunately. Um, maybe there's a little hangover happening. I don't know. Um, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll definitely find some time between now and the episode next episode to uh to log in and report back on the uh status of the michigan and new jersey merged player pools and how the uh the online mixed games uh look what do you have for us as far as mixed game news in europe martin just one item of interest to mixed games players around the turn of the year a number of players posted tweets announcing that their time as poker stars ambassadors had come to an end one of these players was the English player Mason Pye, who plays on PokerStars as Pieface and has a very inter- entertaining and popular mixed games Twitch stream. It's disappointing to find out that PokerStars will no longer be supporting Mason in this way, 
But in his tweet, he did confirm that he will continue with what he's been doing. Mason's brand is the mixed games movement, and he's been streaming with this message since before he signed up with Broker Stars. And I would certainly encourage listeners to look up my face broker on Twitch. Yeah, I uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I I do know the name Mason Pie. I I have seen him on Twitter, um, and he's a like you mentioned, he's a really big ambassador for mixed games. So I'm. And I'm sure he's not just leaving, you know, like you said, he's going to uh, continue with something. So I'm definitely interested to see uh, what his next phase is uh, for mixed games after after this Poker Stars stint now. So thanks for that. Let's uh, finally let's go over some upcoming mixed games news, uh, mixed game events. Sorry, we just did the news, uh, some mixed game events. So in the U.S., uh, we have a couple of big ones. Uh, coming up, there's the Poker Go Tour Mixed Game Festival running February 2nd through the 11th in Las Vegas. These are mostly larger buy-in events. They do start at $1,425 buy-in and go all the way up to $10,300, which is out of the reach for uh, most of us, including myself. But at least at least it's a start to getting some more mixed games uh, running in the U.S. here. And you can find that schedule at uh, at PGT, PGT, that's Poker Go Tour, PGT.com slash schedule. The other uh, big event that's coming up, the, the biggest of them all, is the uh, WSOP and the World Series of Poker in Las Vegas. And the dates for the WSOP have been announced. They are May 30th through July 18th of 2023. Now, while the general dates have been announced, no specific mixed game events have been announced yet, but we will keep you updated in future episodes once uh, the details of the mixed games events are released. That's what I have in the U.S. for upcoming uh, mixed game events. Uh, what do we have for our mixed games players in Europe, Martin? Well, two very exciting festivals for mixed game players are coming up in February of this year. First up is the festival series at Dawn in Nottingham in England, which runs from the 13th to the 19th of February. On the schedule, they have eight games, Vitan Special, Open Face Chinese and Omaha events at an affordable buy-in level. From personal experience, I cannot recommend the festival series enough. I went to Bratislava in October 21 and had a great time despite playing several tournaments for zero cashes. I managed to win back most of the buy-ins in the cash games where I focused on 2-2 and 5-5, that's Euros, Smith and Special. There was one 5-5 game that started at midnight where I was one of seven players and five of my opponents had never played Smith and Special before and to top that, they placed a standing order at the bar which meant they were delivered a cocktail every 25 minutes. And I left that table at 6.30am and they were still playing and drinking and the game had gone up to 5-5-25. That's probably the kind of action that you can expect in Nottingham. So I would suggest to anybody who's thinking about going, go. It's it's a lot of fun and you uh, you won't regret it unless you've run really badly. I won't be able to, go to get to Nottingham this time, but I will be going to Kings of Tallinn at uh, the Olympic Park Casino in Tallinn, Estonia. This event runs from the 23rd of February to the 5th of March. And that includes eight game, sweet and special, pot limit deuce to seven triple draw, open face Chinese and Soko. Soko is probably the national game of Finland and is a version of seven cards 
not seven cards stood, sorry, five cards stood where four card straights and four card flushes beat one player and lose to two pairs. My flights and accommodation are booked and I can't wait. Just to add to that, the, the festival series that is going to be running Nottingham, the next um, stop on their tour will be in May in Malta. So I'll definitely be going to that one. Yeah, it sounds exciting. And, and, and the, I mean, these events, uh, you, you must require a lot of sleep, Martin. I, I don't know, just to keep track of all the different games that are be playing, being played with with all the, the different rules. I, I, I imagine you need to rest up for, for these that's, kind of events. That's quite interesting. I don't, I don't personally tend to sleep much during the festivals. I do try to make sure I get lots of rest beforehand, but then it's not unusual for me to, and I'm 59 years old, but I'll play 12 to 20 hour cash game sessions without even leaving the table, apart from going to the bathroom once or twice. Um, and I'll be fine with it. I'll still be able to focus on the games that we're playing well in all the way through that period. Um, and just, just enjoy it all the way. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah, all the excitement keeps you up. So like you said, the important part is to make sure you get rested uh, beforehand, knowing that you're not going to get much rest while you're there make them make the most of it excellent sounds good all right finally let's talk about our recent uh mixed game play so one of my resolutions for 2023 is to somehow play more mixed games which for me will likely mean online or traveling to foxwoods in connecticut or parks casino in philadelphia unless i can somehow get a bigger bankroll together and play the 200 400 mix uh at borgata that said, I did have a chance to play one mixed game this year so far, so I'm I'm, I'm already working on my resolution. I had a chance to play um, eight game on Poker Stars. Unfortunately, I placed one spot outside of the money in fourth place Ouch. and paid the top three. Placed in Ouch. fourth, even though yeah, even though I didn't cash, I was still pleased with my showing. Um, as I haven't played eight game in quite a few months, so so I was happy off to a What's hopefully a good start. We'll, we'll see how things pan out uh, for the rest of the year. But good, good, good to have a nice start. Uh, Martin, any updates for us on a recent mixed game play of your own? Oh yes, um, I'll start with online. I I do have a few sessions online every week, and up to date this year, I am up a few hundred euros already. The highlight so far has been a session I played only last night where I made three low stakes final tables. And by the way, I'm primarily a cash game player. Um, anyway, I managed to take first place in the seven card stud on Poker Stars. Another first place on the same site in a pot limit Badoogie PKO tournament. And I had to settle for second place in a PLO high low tournament on Party Poker. So it was a nice evening for me. That's... Yeah, I like that. You had to settle for second place. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so as far as live play is concerned, last Saturday I played in the weekly eight-game tournament at Portomasso Casino in Malta. I managed to get to a three-way chop, which I was really pleased with. I have run really badly in that tournament since it began last summer. And I've not, I haven't cashed as often as I feel like I should. I haven't actually managed to make a, an outright first place yet, but to get there and chop with two of my friends was was uh, gratifying. And also to be able to play for a long time, not bust really early, which had happened on the three previous occasions. 
I also played in a home game recently and I ran so good. I couldn't do anything wrong. The deck completely hit me in the face. We play 25 cent, 25 cent blinds and the play is not particularly crazy, but I managed to get a 290 euro profit. But let me just tell you about the most extreme example about how well I ran. I ran, I played one hand where I hit quads on the river and it didn't even improve my hand. Can you guess the game, Sean? Wow, I, I can't even imagine a game where you, where you can hit quads and not have your hand improve. No, what, what game could you possibly be talking about, Martin? Okay, the game we were playing was, we call it best best. I think it's also known as ultimate high-low, where there are multiple boards. And in our case, we play three boards, but two is more common, I think. Um, and there's only one high hand awarded, or one high hand winner awarded, and one low hand winner awarded. So I'd made quad sixes on the turn on one board and rivered quad fours on another board. I also managed to win the low pot because my ace four uh, connected with a two on one of the boards and nobody had ace three. But obviously no one else can have ace four as well. So I scooped to, I can't remember the size of the pot, but it was decent. I scooped a nice pot there. But that was just one of many hands where I just, I couldn't do anything wrong. The dealer just gave me the card. If I'd have reached into the deck and pulled out a card for me, that's the one the dealer gave me so many times. The dealer was reading your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm the best tipper there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. We we can't say those things. Um, <laughs> wow, that that's great. Yeah, here I thought I was off to a good start with a fourth place finish on Poker Stars in eight game, and Sorry. I got some work to do to try to keep up with you. And you're, yeah, your your new year is off to a wonderful start. I, and I'm glad to hear that, and I'm glad to hear you, you scoop, you know, win some big pots because I've been telling our listeners, you know, in 2022 that. You know, these mixed games and fixed limit games, the pots can get quite large. You know, in, in a lot of instances, they're larger than no limit. Now, you know, there might be single no limit hold'em pots that get extremely large. But on average, a lot of these games, the pots can can get quite big. Um, it's so true. It's, it's nice to hear that you're scooping some big ones. It's it's an interesting thing that we're playing more limit games here in Malta, in Europe generally, than, than historically anybody ever has. Because... Um, none of us are really very expert on the, the thing, things like saving a bet late on when you have a decent hand and you know that you're behind, or do you, you know, you've got to call a 10 euro bet in a 90 euro pot. Are you really behind often enough to have to fold this? But I think you Americans might be better at knowing, picking those moments where you really need to throw your hand into the muck rather than put that that uh, 10 euro bet in the pot. Um, and also it's quite strange because people think limit poker, you can't bluff, you can't make people hold their hands. Actually you can, you've just got to structure your lines better. And then the other thing is people expect that the pots are small compared to the pot limit games, but actually you're absolutely right. More people entering the pot sometimes means more bets go in. And then, you know, the, the the size of the pot builds quite quickly. When you're playing a pot limit game, you might be facing a 90-euro bet on the river and you're never going to face more than a 10-euro bet on the river in, in a fixed limit game. But the frequency with which you're facing that big bet in pot limit games isn't that often. 
But in fixed limit games, it's it's all the time. Right. Yeah, like you said, you, you kind of alluded to pot odds there. You know, if you if you've got you know a, sort of a smallish bet compared to the pot, you know, a lot of players might stay in and, and throw even more money, especially in games like seven card stud where there's one more street of betting than than hold them. Um, and, uh, and, and, and it, it can get big. Yeah. And, and so it's exciting. And so, you know, I think that's a good piece to, to try to explain to, to people as we move through the podcasts and get them excited, more excited about mixed games. Um, and, and I know having you on with your expertise with dealers choice games and, uh, you being able to share in the excitement with me on the podcast will, uh, hopefully go a long way to, uh, get to help Mason pie with the, the mixed game movement. <laughs> moving it Yeah. Yeah. Go, Mason. We're right behind you. If you want to learn more about mixed games, Martin and I have each written a book. Head over to Amazon for my book, Poker, All the Games, a comprehensive introductory guide to mixed games. There you can read the rules and basic strategy for each of 23 mixed poker games. And Martin has written a book as well. Martin, where can listeners find your book? Yeah, my book is called Pot Limits Fit and Special, a European version of Dromaha. It's available on Amazon as an e-book at the moment. My intention is that I will have a paper book out sometime in spring of this year. Um, the book starts at the basic levels, describing how the game is dealt and the rules. And it then goes to the full range of starting hands, how to play the flop, the draw, the turn and the river. Various probabilities for completing both draw hands and Omar hands are given in tables and different explanations provided for that. Um, there's also a quiz section with decision points from a number of hands that I've played where you were offered different options and this covers the cards that you should be drawing as well as the betting rounds. So it's uh, it does get quite advanced in, in, in some aspects. Wow, I've I've written one book with twenty three games, Martin, and you wrote one book with one game. It must be pretty detailed, and I game, which is great. Maybe this podcast will spur you on to to, to write some more books. I think we both had the um, the same um, the same priority there was to spread our love of, of particular games, and Swift and Special was for a long time my absolute favorite. Probably still is. Um, but I th- and I actually sometimes toy with the idea of making a, a more rounded book like yours. Um, but I don't need to do that. Yours is on the market. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, and, and with both of our books, um, and, and as well as this podcast, the goal really is to just spread the word about mixed games and uh, to, be, to set down, really, I mean, to set yes. down the rules. Yeah, so so everyone out there has a reference for, for all the rules. That's all for episode 23, Archie. Join us again in two weeks for episode 24, where we will discuss Stud Maha. Thank you for listening to Poker All the Games. Follow me on Twitter at P-O-K-R All the Games. And subscribe for free at pokerchannel.substack.com. Com. And Martin, uh, where can uh, our listeners follow you? Okay. Uh, my Twitter handle is at poker number four leisure or leisure if you're in the US. L E I S U R E. My Substack, you will be able to find an article on there by the time this 
podcast is released. Um, I'm not exactly sure what link to give yet, so uh, maybe the ne- by the next podcast I'll have that uh, have that available. I-, I hope to add articles pretty frequently um, because mixed games, especially when you play live mixed games, there are always human stories that are quite entertaining to write about and put up on there, and I, I would like to uh, share a lot of those frequently and often. Thanks to Ricky Snyder for music and sound. Be sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast, Poker, All the Games, so you never miss an episode. Until then, may your hands be huge, your cards fill both high and low, and scoop as many pots as you can. Yeah.